are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday day after media availabilities, end of season media availabilities, where we got to hear David Griffin speak. We got to hear Zion Williamson speak as well. We're going to break down things that both of those two said and then we're going to get into some general NBA talk particularly LeBron trying to control the narrative as the play-in tournament for both the East and Western Conference starts so let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you So yesterday, David Griffin addressed the media and the end of season media availability. David Griffin, Stan Van Gundy spoke and all of the players spoke as well. But I want to focus in on a couple of things that David Griffin said. And next, we're going to talk about Zion Williamson, too, because his comments were eye opening as well. But with David Griffin, you know, this is the guy at the top, the guy that can build the team and make this work, or if he makes bad moves, make this not work. And clearly in his end of season media availability, he was not pleased with what we had seen this season and called it very much a disappointment. And said, as they start to look towards this off season, they need to address three key areas, basketball IQ, toughness, and shooting. Those were the three specific areas that he brought up. So let's take them one at a time, starting with basketball IQ. And I think it's interesting that he mentions this one first over toughness, over shooting. You know, I think we all agree this team just needs to be smarter, right? This comes down to probably turnovers more so than anything else that New Orleans had to deal with this past year. You look at them and they averaged 14.6 turnovers per game. That was 22nd in the league. So they're in the bottom 10 there. They turned the ball over on 12.7% of all of their offensive possessions. That's 19th. So they're in the bottom half there. However you cut it, this team was not smart with the basketball whatsoever. And then when you look at them defensively, right, you know, this factors that in as well. Defensively, this team wasn't good. 22nd worst in the league, according to basketball reference. So when you have the 22nd worst defense and we saw them make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and just not seemingly knowing how to defend being lost on defense, right? How many times do you see guys just confused about where they should be or arguing with someone else on the court about who they should be defending? When you see all of that, Yes, more basketball IQ certainly would be better with this team. More so probably than shooting. More so than toughness. More so than probably anything else. And I don't think it is just a coincidence happenstance that he mentioned this one first. It did seem like David Griffin was reading from prepared remarks at one point. So I think he specifically chose to mention this one first. Getting guys in free agency that are smart basketball players targeting guys in trades that are smart basketball players that take care of the basketball that value the basketball 
I think would be a big thing. And that just know what they're doing on defense, which is something this team really struggled with last season. Toughness is also a factor, I think, because they lacked some of that, I think. Even with a guy like Steven Adams, who's one of the toughest players out there, this team wouldn't really get into people, right, and defend them. And it comes into some of those 14 uh, double-digit blown leads that they had and being 2-11 and in games decided by three points or less, both numbers David Griffin brought up. Toughness plays into you know a big factor into that. Do you have that will to win? Do you want to win? Can you go out and get it done and kind of grit things out? And this team does not have those qualities, at least not last season. Maybe they will in the future. So adding to that is important too. And then shooting, duh. You know, I don't think shooting is as big of a deal as some want to make it out to be, but it is still a big deal. And again, I've said it. It's not because it'll space the court better for Zion Williamson. If you're an opposing head coach, you're going to double Zion every single time because the dude shoots just tremendously when he, whenever he's near the basket. You need three-point shooters and shooters to make opponents pay for doubling because those shooters are going to be open. And this team was not consistent enough when it came to the three-point line and the three-point shot. They took the... 25th fewest three-pointers per game at 30.4. They made it at 34.8%. That was 26th in the league. Your bottom five, basically, in both of those numbers, that's terrible. Terrible. I've always told you on the show that three-point shooting is a mixture of percentage and volume, a combination of those two. If you don't take a lot of threes, but you hit them at a high clip, Teams still might not defend you a ton because you, they know you're not going to rip them. Well, here the Pelicans don't make them and don't take them, and that's only going to hurt Zion Williamson, and you need people to make uh, the opponent pay because they will have open three-pointers, but you had so many guys that passed out of those or dribbled out of those because they were scared to take them because they weren't going to make the shots. That needs to be addressed. Josh Hart was bad about this in particular this year. That needs to be addressed. And you need to have offensive threats out there that will burn teams when they double and triple Zion Williamson because it's going to happen. So that's the real big takeaway from David Griffin and the things that he had said in this one. There's a couple of other things too. You know, he he pointed the finger at himself a good bit in terms of blame. They mismanaged some of the salaries in trying to avoid the luxury tax um, and try and, you know, avoid that in the future so that they don't need to really worry about it. Mentioned that there's potential the team may pay the luxury tax. They think they're close to being a title contender. They interviewed nine coaches for the job and Stan Van Gundy was the only one that mentioned point Zion. So certainly big check marks for SVG in, in the pro category there for coming up with that idea and really seeing that and wanting to make that a thing. Um, those are really some of the big things. The other one was he was very clearly open to trading their uh, first round pick depending on where that lands. So certainly everything is on the table this offseason for New Orleans. But those are the three main areas that David Griffin feels this team needs to improve upon. And he's the dude that makes that happen. So we'll see if he's able to bring in basketball IQ, toughness, and shooting to this roster next season. 
Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they're always reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everyone and does not require a membership or an account login. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, so go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Anything you could need, whether it's an engine control module, maybe transmission lines like I'm redoing right now, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Because best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliable low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Don't forget tomorrow, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central, live locker room chat. We do this once a week. We're going to continue it in the offseason as well. Come bring me all of your offseason questions. Come give me your thoughts on the regular season. I'll tweet the link out, but don't forget, download the locker room app. I'll see you there tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central. Okay, so we're continuing to talk about the end-of-season media availability, and we'll get into this more tomorrow as well, but I want to focus on Zion Williamson now because this is the comment that makes you kind of open your eyes and go, whoa. So when asked if this team was close to making the jump to being a contending team, a playoff team, Zion says, quote, My stepfather taught me doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is kind of insane. It was very disappointing not to make the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and say we're close, end quote. Yeah, that's that's what he said. That's not great, right? Coming out here and saying we're not close isn't exactly what you want to hear from the Pelican star player who they want to keep for as long as humanly possible. You can hear it and you've seen it in him a little bit that while he's diplomatic and he didn't say this in a negative tone or anything like that, it comes off in a diplomatic way, but just saying and sending a message, I think, to the front office of this isn't okay and I'm tired of losing. You know, players want different things for their careers. Some guys want money. Some guys want to just have a role and kind of be the star of a team. Some just want to stay in the NBA as long as they can. Zion has all of that already. What he wants and what most of these top guys want is winning and to win NBA titles because for them, this is more about legacy than anything else. We heard Anthony Davis talking about his legacy in year two, year three here in New Orleans. These guys care about that. We're going to talk about this in the next segment too with LeBron James because he's trying to beef his up a little bit. But these guys care about legacy and to do that, you've got to win NBA titles. It's it's really that simple. And so Zion, having just completed his second year and not being on a team that looks particularly competitive, and even if they improved a little bit next year, right? They're they're not a title contender as as they're made up right now. So for him to look at this and be like, no, we've got to do way more than this and saying, I'm not going to sit here and say we're close. 
should send a message to the front office of, okay, we can't take this too slowly and try and figure it out. We got to get some of this right immediately. And that's kind of the message that he's saying. You know, we've talked about it on the show here that I don't think, you know, he, again, they, it'd be going, we talked about it yesterday, it'd be going completely against precedent for him to want out or to do anything kind of drastic in restricted free agency. But if there was ever a guy that was going to do it, it would be Zion Williamson, I think. And now the Pelicans might be staring this square in the face. So in year three, the rumors about him wanting out and all of that talk is going to be flying unless they nail this because of comments like this and not him thinking that they're on the right path and with more time, we'll be able to do this. We just need to improve and all that stuff. He sent a very clear message in a very diplomatic and Zion way of what he thinks about the state of the roster and the state of this team. He also then goes on to say things that contradict this to a certain degree, right? Of like, well, I hope we bring Lonzo back. Okay, man, if you're at, if you literally mentioned like the definition of insanity thing, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, maybe don't run it back with Lonzo Ball, but neither here nor there. And that's for David Griffin to manage. But this is a bit of an eye opening quote, and it should make Pelicans fans rightfully a little bit nervous, I think. Again, there's not a whole lot he can do right now. And I don't think David Griffin was being and feeling lackadaisical before this comment. And they've probably had this talk and they did exit interviews. And I'm sure that Zion really stressed this to David Griffin of we want to be in the playoffs next year. And it's also on Zion to really grow into being the leader of the team, committing on that defensive side too and improving his game to help them get there. But this is still not exactly what anyone really wanted to hear, I don't think, at the end of season media availability. He also had other good things to say about this, and it sounds like he and Stan Van Gundy have a good enough, and I'll leave it at that, relationship. Same for Brandon Ingram and Stan Van Gundy, a good enough relationship. So I don't think it's like he hates it here and wants out. I've seen some people overreact to that, but it's an eye-opening comment and one that just heaps more and more pressure on the front office. And there was already going to be a lot. We know what the expectations are going to be next season. It's not getting in as the 7th or 8th seed and through the play-in tournament. It's well above that and be an established team that is expected to you know, win games in the postseason and not just get bounced out in the first round in a sweep or a gentleman sweep. So Zion's clearly seen a little bit of discontent and shows you just how disappointing this season was. Yes, there's bright spots. Jackson Hayes, Najee Marshall, point Zion himself too. But overall, this season was a big, big disappointment, even for a young team. That can't be stressed enough. This is not something we need to sugarcoat. This is not something that we need to be overly optimistic about because we care about the Pelicans. This was a disappointing season, particularly if Zion is starting to say things like that. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action over at betonline.ag, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as the play-in tournament starts this week. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
So wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, we'll get into more of the media availability tomorrow and then the rest of the week. But I want to shift focus to the play in tournament, which starts this week. And I'm I'm a big believer in LeBron James. I think he's the best player I've ever seen. I'd rank him ahead of Michael Jordan on an all time great list. Also slightly different era. So we don't need to get into that debate. But he has moments where he's very insufferable, right? When he's trying to control the narrative and make himself seem greater than, you know, the huge mountain of greatness that he already is. Well, he's already starting that this off uh, this postseason as the seventh-seeded Lakers take on the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday in the first game of the play-in tournament for both of them. They win, they get into the playoffs, they're they're the seventh spot, and it's really as simple as that. They don't need to worry about an extra game or playing uh, or being the eighth seed. And it's funny because, you know, he did say, right as the Lakers fell into the seventh seeded spot, that whoever came up with this idea should be fired, even though he loved this idea before. He's trying to make it seem like this thing is a horrible, horrible thing for the NBA. When it's not, it's been a really good thing for the NBA, particularly this season. I don't think it'll always be this exciting. But the playing tournament was an unmitigated, I think, success in terms of narrative and stakes and all of that stuff here. But LeBron is trying to make it seem like it's this huge burden. It's one more game that they're going to play. One more game that they probably need to play to shake off some of the rust before they really hit a seven-game series against most likely the Phoenix Suns, actually a very good matchup for them, by the way. So he is trying to build this up to make it seem like they're going to overcome so much. And it's annoying and it's see-through and it's so obvious that he's trying to kind of create not quite a last dance moment, but took all of the wrong messages from the last dance and is trying to build up his own legacy and make him seem more important than he actually is. Jared Dudley got in on this too when asked about the challenge the Lakers face as the seventh seed. He says, quote, it will be the hardest challenge any team has ever had in NBA history, end quote. What is that? Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark meme of him like rolling his eyes nearly out of his head and as hard as possible. I think it came from the Avengers, right? That movie. The um, That line of this is going to be the hardest thing. Any This will be the hardest challenge any team has ever had in NBA history. Oh, come the hell on. You can see what this Lakers team is doing to try and make it seem like they're overcoming the impossible when, by the way, they're the betting favorites to still come out of the Western Conference even as the freaking seventh seed. LeBron James recently just said Steph Curry should be the MVP. No, he shouldn't. Nikola Jokic should and will be the MVP of the league, but he's now going to make it look like he had to beat what he thinks is the MVP of the league in the play-in tournament just to get into the playoffs. It's so see-through. It's so annoying, I think, and kind of uh, pedantic in a way. Like, it's... It's almost insulting, I think, the way he's trying to treat NBA fans over this one. And I really like LeBron. I normally don't care, but I've seen all of the stuff, and it's just so much all at once. And, oh, just, just, just shut up, right, sometimes. And I don't really say that very often. Go do your thing, people. But, oh, my God, this is super annoying. Anyway, the play-in tournament starts tonight. You've got the Pacers versus the Hornets, the Celtics versus the Wizards. The fall the Celtics had this year is kind of funny. And then on the Western Conference on Wednesday, you get Spurs and Grizzlies and then Warriors and Lakers. This is going to be kind of fun. You know, I'd love to see 
you know, a, a team like the Indiana Pacers or the Washington Wizards get in when they really shouldn't be in and just kind of cause some havoc in the first round of the playoffs or something like that. Be pretty cool. Although, and also Sabonis for the Pacers has been playing out of his mind recently. So you get to see these guys a little bit more and it created a very fun end to the off season or sorry, regular season. So if you want to know more about the play in tournament and the teams in there or all of the teams in the playoffs, we'll be talking about it throughout the postseason here on locked on Pelicans. But we have more in-depth stuff on this, and we actually recently launched the Lockdown NBA YouTube page, which has five-minute preppers, you know, prep videos, 10 minutes, 15 minutes on all of the playoff teams in there. So if you want a recap of where every team stands and just kind of need some one-stop shopping when it comes to the NBA playoffs, please go check that out. It's pretty awesome, and you get the local hosts who know these teams better than anyone else. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.